Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I am your host, Ed Cheney. Here's my lovely co-host, Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Which, by the way, it only rains in Arizona, probably twice a year. <laughs> and today is the day she decided to straighten her hair, and what do you know, it rained. Of course, I'm just going to do it all the time. If it brings rain, I'll do it. <laughs> well, that's very nice of you, Kimberly. <laughs> all right, all right, today's show, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting, but it also can be a dry subject. We're going to do our best to bring out the knowledge and make this this concept today interesting without letting it get too dry. And how do we do that? Well, because this is politics. This is government. There's got to be lots of drama, right? It's a shit show, remember? <laughs> so we'll try to look for those pieces of drama so that we can keep this entertaining. What we have here uh, is in this show, we're going to discuss the bills that are currently in Congress right now and only the bills that were submitted in 2021. Now, there's roughly 20 or so, all cannabis-related. I'm not going to go through any of the bills that were enacted before the uh, January 1st, 2021, because there's thousands of them. Yeah. And then our show would be the shit show. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, but these bills will help us to kind of clearly see where it is going. Where is cannabis going? And remember, cannabis in general includes hemp and marijuana and when we come into there where they are separated we'll do our best to make note of that uh we also have divided into three sections i'm sorry four four groups so these bills will be divided into four groups the first group will be business related these bills that will affect those who are in business with cannabis one way or the other Mm -hmm. second will be how the vas the veterans our veterans are affected by cannabis third is immigration and how they are affected by cannabis and then last is general population yep so if you have a favorite hang in there we'll get to it we are definitely going to get to it let's first start off the conversation why is this so darn important and that is because this is one of those areas of drug reform that is currently failing along with other drug reform opioids uh, those, a lot of those, that reform is in dire need of reform, reform. <laughs> and the effects that it has on the economy, yeah. on the on the marginalization of certain segments of the population, huge. We had an entire show about it last week. I I suggest if you want to be entertained uh, and informed, go to that show. Uh, we did have a an attorney uh, that was pro. Uh, drug reform, and he shared a lot of insight with us, and so it was a good show. Yeah, uh, I liked it. Definitely, learned definitely a lot. worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Now, but when we move to today, we're really looking at cannabis. Just happens to be one of the segments of drug reform that was easy to get to. The process had already stake, taken traction. Uh, when cannabis was discovered to solve some pretty critical issues. Yeah. Uh, so 
once once that started shedding light, then the recreation, you know, came a little bit easier to pass through Congress. Now we've got the majority of our states uh, where just marijuana itself is becoming almost fully legal. Uh, it certainly has already moved to it being federally um, uh no, I won't say that cannabis in general, but like CBD moved to federally legal. So lots of steps, lots of fast movement. And these bills will help to tell us the direction that it's all going because, man, that uh, it's moving fast, but the government doesn't. The government's not designed to move fast. No. It has steps upon steps, and you'll even see it in some of these bills. Now, as I go through these bills, you'll see there's there's always two versions, and I won't have both versions on there, but there's always a bill that goes into Senate first, and, and then it goes to the House of Representatives. Right, I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. I said that wait. back. Yeah, I was going to say, it wait. Goes to Senate, it goes to the House of Representatives first, and once it passes there, then it goes to the House. Yeah, so, but, I mean, this is all still very important. It I mean, is, it, it is. We need this part. We yeah. need this part of the puzzle to continue on. Why, Kim? T- tell me about <laughs> the number of people that have just come into your store this week. You told me of a couple that literally sat on the coffee table because they couldn't make it to the counter. No, they couldn't stand at the counter for the al- amount of time that it takes to describe what they need to know about CBD. Their pain, uh, I- I'm hearing people are just... The, the pharmaceutical process is not always the answer. And it certainly isn't when you're, when you're of a, an older age and your health is in decline. Pharmaceuticals can be rough on you. Yeah, I mean, and, and this poor lady. Or you're prohibited to take something for right. pain. Yeah. Or it was just, it just, she didn't want to do any pain uh, pills, and she was getting injections, and those weren't working. And it was just... It's sad to watch, right? It was very yeah, sad. Yeah, she came home and said, yeah, I gave, him, I gave him this, and I gave him this for free, and I gave him that for free. And, <laughs> but oh, I guess the point is, so, Kim, you said we need this. Well, let's put it into the right perspective. Yes, we do need it. If, if this never have happened, this would have gone over to pharmaceutical. I don't know. Would they have buried it until they could make a product that they could make a ton of money on? I don't know. Yeah. But I know it would not been would not have been as as accessible as it's becoming. Yeah. To the consumer, remember our cost. You know, a couple hundred dollars a year. You get it over into farmers' hand, as they've already done. You know, between thirty and seventy thousand a year for just a generic farmer. Just to just to start a yeah. No, that, that's for you to use it. Oh. On an annual basis. I know it's not your direct cost, but the indirect cost does come back to you because of insurance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's keep going on this subject. Let's go ahead and start with, let's go with some of these business-related bills that are in Congress. Let's start with uh, the first one, H.R. 841. This is the Hemp and Hemp-Derived CBD Consumer Protection and Market Stabilization Act of 2021. Okay. We all love this one, by the way. (laughs) These change yearly, I swear. (laughs) And they do, uh, but this one has been around for a while. Now, this bill will make hemp, cannabidiol-derived hemp, and any other ingredient derived from the hemp plant lawful for use under the Federal Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act as a, and this is key, dietary ingredient and a dietary supplement. And for, and they also list for other purposes, but that's the main. Soon as this bill gets passed, uh, 
Then this can now be produced under FDA guidelines. In other words, you are then required to have a manufacturing facility that meets these specifications. You'll need to test. You'll need to, and so all the, all the standards will jump right into place and that will literally legitimize this sector of the business. The, the dietary supplements you're already used to. So that's any vitamin that you buy over the counter. Right. Without a prescription. Yeah. That is your example of a dietary supplement. What this thing will do. So, um, so again, CBD and other hemp-derived sub, it will be subject to FDA's rules governing dietary supplement, including new dietary ingredient, uh, which will remove it from that rule that said it was not allowed to be a dietary supplement because it's already been used in a pharmaceutical, approved pharmaceutical, yeah. which is Epidiolex. Anyway, uh, so both labeling requirements and everything. Now, the prospects for this bill are strong. So you have you have you have you have uh, mild, you have weak, you have these relevant, and then you have some that are listed as yeah, we don't think it's going to make it through at all. Right. Uh, but this one is strong. Currently, up to twenty-six bipartisan co-sponsors and endorsed by every major national and regional group that pay that's paying attention. Um, let's say, so that's a big one for us. Yeah, that's let, great. Let me tell you how this is going to play out. Once, uh, once, uh, HRA 41 gets passed in Congress, then all these questions about hemp derived products goes away, including you out there who are concerned about getting positive tests for THC. Oh, you mean a drug test? Yeah, a drug right. test will not will no longer be able to process the way they are currently processing. I'll say that again. As soon as FDA gets this, and there is THC in the in the hemp plant, and right. this gets approved, now it's a very small amount, but that's enough to scare people. Yeah. As soon as that's done, they are no longer allowed to do this. They will need to find a way to set a minimum that. The hemp plant will never come close to. Yeah. Or they need to find another way of measuring uh, for intoxication of marijuana. Right. Or THC. Yeah. Anyway, that's what it should mean to you. That also means studies wide open. People will, a, a clinical will learn about the things they need to be able to make this product that's totally accessible, over the counter, solve things like high blood pressure, solve things like neurodegeneration. Man, the right. potential of this plant blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. it's just crazy that we've just had our, ha our hands tied behind our back for, for so, long. so long. I know, I think about it, this thing has been used so much in our history. By 1970, got caught up in something that was so political. Yeah. So darn yeah. political. And then taken from us for, well, how many years? What? And that I don't even years? know how many years. It was Ridiculous. a lot. Ridiculous. What is it? It's a? Yes, we know. <laughs> Shit you. All right, let's keep moving on. We've got the 19, uh, 1698 uh, Hemp Access to Consumer Safety Act. This bill to follow uh, for hemp-derived cannabinoid and hemp-derived cannabinoid-containing substances and the dietary sub. Let's see, what does this do? This is really the Senate version of 841. But why did I put it on here? Because I think if you want to follow and find out what FDA is going to be doing, this is the bill to do it. Mm. 
so the Senate may pass this bill, but they'll be ambiguous at it. What do they call that? Fat to this bill. Mm-hmm. So this one's uh, th- this one's a little bit more ambitious than the one we just spoke of, the HR 841. And again, I think this is great, but I just wonder what's going to be tagged along with it. Right. All right, let's keep going. Uh, I think this one we've heard a lot of, or at least if you are in business, you've heard this one. This one came out first, and I'm pretty sure this is just an adjustment of. But it is the H.R. 1996 Safe Banking Act of 2021 to create protection for financial institutions that provide financial services to cannabis-related legitimate businesses and services that provide for such businesses. Now, here's, if you're in business, like let's say you've decided to own and operate or manage or work in a dispensary, you already know they had to put a damn ATM in there. Right. Because the bank would not allow them to deposit those funds into the account. I have worked with vendors. Like I was talking to a printer, a guy who owns a, you know, big manufacturing printing press. And, you know, he probably services a lot of the dispensaries in town. And I go up there and he said, Ed, it's the funniest thing. They have somebody come in with like $36,000 of cash to pay for their right. their printing needs for their <laughs> yeah. packaging. And I'm like, my God, like, what do you do with it? Yeah, That's well, cra- hopefully I mean, you deposit it. <laughs> I know, but then you have to walk in with this first, right? And then you're all standing around and then, and I bet they get to know who those are. Like, oh, here comes a big briefcase full of money i can't believe they <laughs> still the cannot deposit their they, they still cannot deposit oh i'm pretty sure it's starting to loosen up because this act has been around for a while right but i think what this act is going to do is make it clear that the government will not hold banks and financial institutions responsible or hold them liable for things that this industry was capable of doing because DEA still hasn't ruled on it. Right. And so does that also include the fact that so you can do a credit card transaction hopefully after this bill is passed at a dispensary? That'd be nice. Yep. Yep. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, Where does it say this thing is going? This, uh, let me see, let me see. Prospects are considered solid. Nice. It's been passed by the House, so this bill is kind of languishing in Senate right now. But there is another topic we're going to bring up, and that's you know the the uh, the uh, the house's calendar is pretty damn full through September. Okay, so, so this is really nothing we're going to see may, in twenty twenty one. Probably no, that seems to be a uh, a common comment is that not much might get much may not get done this year. Oh my gosh! Anyway, I know. I was right? just listening to our wrap up of last year, saying, "Okay, we're going to be so." Right. So much further next year. <laughs> then there's a Senate bill, 1005, and this is called the Hemp Act of 2021. It kind of follows the farm bill that was set up in 2028, where they set a cap of 0.03% THC. What they didn't do is they didn't recognize that in the manufacturing or the extraction process that that number raises. So when, when the farmer plants it, they come out and they measure each crop, and as long as it's below 0.3% THC, they approve that crop and it goes over to the extractors. Once the extractor gets it, during their process, that, that, that percentage of THC rises. And it rises considerably, so that is now illegal. It is now a Schedule One drug. So now you're, it's stopped at the extraction level? So that means DEA can come in there and anybody in possession of that is now 
Yeah, going to the who's cow now can get arrested. <laughs> well, but and the man, the, 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 the everybody, everybody, the banks, the insurance, everybody, the owners of the company going, I ain't no, uh, 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 uh fix this yesterday. Yeah. There's no way you're going to shut down the business. I just spent eight hundred thousand dollars funding, or I just put three million dollars into. Yeah. So it was quite the interesting turn of events, and that whole episode of drama lasted for about six months. And I'm pretty sure there was a lot of business owners going. Do, oh, now is one, this. is this one of those things where you know yes it is a law or. Yeah. whatever but nobody is but really nobody acting act upon it. it right okay. but they could now you drop you know a couple million into your business you sure. don't want that that's yeah. not an that's not an acceptable no, answer no it's never not it's never fun to but, have something looming over your head yeah. all the time and no. let's move over to the farmer so the farmer had a problem too here they are investing lots of money into learning this new crop and complying with the farm bill regulations and and all of this nonsense they had to go through to be able to convert over to this wonderful opportunity that was hemp but every crop they showed up you know they would go the the, the inspectors would come out and it might be like a half a half a half a one percent off you know over the three percent they had to burn the entire crop they had to just i'll say they had to dispose of the entire crop that's tough on a farmer you've been working on this crop for three months all your resources went to it and now you got to burn it and start over again so I'm sorry. With all of that, let me tell you what this bill is trying to do. It's trying to move that 0.03 to a 1%. That is not enough CHT, THC to cause psychoactive anything, but it is enough to stop the crop burning and to give the extractors enough room to do their job without falling into, okay, at this part of our process, we're now operating illegally. Yeah. <sighs> wow, that was that was a mouthful, but very well explained. I like it better when you okay, give us good. an explanation as opposed to reading, because the reading I would have probably would have. Uh, uh, yeah, isn't it Charlie Brown thing? <laughs> 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 yes, that would. Okay, all right, all right. That's my shot of humor. Sorry. <laughs> and it's hard to sit to to uh, look interested. I'm not an actress. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. We've got we've got a uh, house bill, twenty six forty nine, Homegrown Act of twenty twenty one. This decriminalizes cannabis to establish an equitable licensing grant program in the Small Business Administration and for other purposes. Now, why? Because if you've been busted with any infraction uh, that involved marijuana or any hemp, you might not be able to get into a program. You may not be able to get a business license. You may not. Well, so they had to fix that. Nothing big. Oh, okay. Right? So this is how the government works. They can't say, oh, let's just strike that. No. No. It has to go through this process. So what you're saying, if you did it, you had a violation at one point. You may have been prohibited from participating in this industry because you couldn't get the license. Correct. Okay, then we also have uh, House of Representatives 2712, ensuring the safe capital access for all, all small businesses. So this ensures that certain loan programs of the Small Business Administration are made available to cannabis-related legitimate businesses and service providers. Oh, good. Okay. So you can go and so get yourself SBA a little business loan. Go get, yeah, you get your, your deal. And who wants this one the most? Hey, listen, I know there's extractors and there's, there's manufacturers that probably want it, but farmers. Yeah. Farmers, uh, it really, there's a lot of them that do rely on SBA. 
to get certain programs up and running for them. Sure, because yeah. it, it is costly. Well, farmers to start. have a high turnover. That, I mean, a high uh, turnaround on their product. Yeah. You know, sometimes they you know, it's a couple months. Sometimes it's a year and a half. So they 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 have to rely on some easy, low cost. Loan uh, tool, loan, yeah, yeah, a financial vehicle to be able to solve those old problems. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, okay, ensuring access to counseling and training of all small business. So again, this is another SBA function. Uh, they don't want to preclude those who have or are in the industry uh, from those types of activities that are available. Okay, I don't know if you knew that, but yeah, SBA not only provides you with financial assistance, but also how to maybe best practices for your your business growth, that makes sense because that helps you secure oh, the funds yes. you just gave them. Right, gotcha. Anyway, so yeah, that none of those bills are are going to be a struggle. They're all going to be easy. It's all about time. Mm-hmm. So here, here's what's happening. The, the business world that is cannabis right now, yeah. it's absolutely thriving. It's thriving, but it's... it's Predominantly because of the consumer demand. Right. Lots of businesses still have their hands tied. Lots of research has their hand tied. This market is nowhere near its true potential. It's what it can be. Right. Yeah. Which because, is, and it's so good for humans. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. You're you. You think? Oh, I'm gonna go. This is what I'm gonna do to help build, grow my business. And it's like, no, you're not. Yeah, I'm going to move over here. Maybe I'll do this. No, no, you're not doing that either. It's it's got a lot of barricades. Let's let's call it the painful sweep. Yeah. So the painful sweep sounds a little bit like this: this swinging right kick that knocks the legs right out of you. Yeah. And when you land, knocks your breath out for like months at a time. Yeah, and depending on how uh, much uh, experience you have in the business world. how quickly world. you can regain or even regain at all. Right. You may have lost your ability now to capitalize the rest. There's so many right. struggles in. Uh, but entrepreneurs are the right group to overcome them. Yes. they're usually yes. fairly resilient. And I mean, I, and, and of course, I want anybody that's um, practicing in the CBD world to... Uh, you know, flourish as yeah, long as yeah. they're, you know, doing it legitimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, honestly, yeah. so uh, the FDA bill. I mean, uh, we don't have a problem with the FDA coming in not as long as they're, you know, fair. Yeah. Not, you know, not some big bully that pushes people around, and hopefully it will get rid of those companies that are not practicing. Oh, absolutely, huge, huge, and that's such a benefit for the consumer. FDA, yeah. I know, I know, I jump on you a lot. Uh, but that to that point, uh, you're absolutely worth everything. Yeah, yeah. You have the mechanism to be able to put standards in this market, and that is terrific. Right. Uh, please keep it transparent and visible, please. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so with that, can you imagine, and I know I talked about it earlier, can you imagine once the entrepreneurs their hands are untied, then here's how it'll play out. So they'll build the foundation of what's possible. And then you're going to get rainmakers that come into this industry and they are going to... Make it rain. They're going to make (laughs) it rain. They're going to blow the thing up and they're going to do it in such a way where it can't be undone. Yeah. And that means what will show up on your grocery store shelves is something that is natural, homeopathic, 
Right. It's 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 not a single molecule pharmaceutically created lab thing. No. Right. 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 And then and then so once that game has been played and that is now it's it's now taken great great uh, solid yeah it's got a good position. Then comes the rest of the hemp, the hemp potential, which is cleaning up our our lands, our our pollution, cleaning up our waters. Our uh, earth, because this yeah. darn plant is huge at absorbing toxins. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, just how it will start to play there, how it will remove our demand for trees. You know, this plant totally has a short. Huge, a short growth cycle and huge potential to remove our deforestations. Yeah. Anyway. And I mean, I obviously the hemp paper that I use at the store is not the, the hemp paper that would be like in everywhere. But right, right. Because I use a little thicker fiber of it. Yeah. But yeah, right. it, why can't we use it for yeah. our paper and our... I mean, I think way back when it was used for fuel, right? Or they were thinking yep. about using it oh, for fuel. Oh, you kidding? Willie Nelson's got that bad boy wrapped up. <laughs> yes. Go Willie. That was a fun show. <laughs> okay, now let's do that. So we're going to take a break because when we come back, we are going to go to how many bills do we have and what are they saying about protecting our veterans? Yeah. Now, I know a lot of veterans have, like, what the, I got PTSD, I got pain on top of pain, and it's chronical. Quick, give me these damn opiates. Oh, now you're going to hold my opiates if I try to go get a uh, an alternative that's safe for my body. I'm like, whoo, wow. So yeah. I'll, I, I got to tell you, there's a lot of bills that are addressing that. Yeah, and it's. I it's, hope they get passed through pretty quick. That one needs to be moved the quickest, yeah. I feel, because all the veterans that I talk to, they're just really in a hard spot right now because yeah. now they used to freely give out opiates and yeah. now they're, yeah. nope, and, nope. And, and here's the big one, guys. THC is a huge part of pain relief. It's yeah. huge. Now, from the hemp plant or from the cannabis, high levels or low levels, they're both effective. Yeah. So, uh, again, this, this is going to clear the path uh, for that. And then, you know, it's going to move into sports. Oh, yeah. Sports will well, now kind of not already. have to abuse their body so much. Yeah, but there's so much contention. There's so much... So much misrepresentation and confusion. Ugh. Well, it's so odd, odd because neither CBD or marijuana, and I'm going to say this, yeah. it, it's not a an enhancing. It doesn't enhance. I, I don't think it does. An and, athlete's performance. So yeah. why is it? Well, yeah. Well, so so it alters your psychology. But your your, your, sure. your psychology. So that, by definition, may be all there. They're hanging on to, right? It, and it's not federally. So you legal. call it enhancing, but the rules might say something else right. we, that we may interpret then as the word enhancing. But it might say you know anything affects the body, right? Um, psychologically. psychologically or physically, might you know? And the, I don't know. Yeah, and the physical might say enhancing, but the psychological may not. Like I bet that's what it maybe is. that's <laughs> maybe <laughs> okay. But they don't test for guys. alcohol, do they? And that's psychologically altering right. also. Yep, right, anyway. right. No, okay. I think that's the uh, team coach's job. <laughs> team owners, you're out. Or here's your here's your swift penalty, so I don't have to pay you. Anyway, okay. So let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to jump right over to how these bills are helping our veterans out. So we will be right back. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show here with Kimberly Rose talking about bills in Congress. Yes. That are... Only 2021, from 2021, they were only, they were put in, they were initiated in 2021, not the thousands that are in there prior. So And only cannabis related. Right. Some impact cannabis has. And they, they gather in like October? Their they... fiscal year ends the end of September. Oh, okay. So that's, that's. Probably just what But what don't they asking. take the whole summer off? Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> right. Wait. <laughs> and usually they fight to get that timeline, that year in expand, extended, and most of the time they lose. Anyway. Okay. Hey, let's, yeah. Let's, let's get into this subject because that one gets rabbit holeish. Yes. All right. Here we go. For you veterans, we talked about it before we left the show. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. You've got real issues. Farm, uh, government has already pulled back on pharmaceuticals. You're stuck in this middle position with very little relief sometimes. So here we go. Let's talk about some bills. So we got one in the Senate, 1467. It's called the VA Medical Cannabis Research Act of 2021. This bill requires the Department of Veteran Affairs to conduct clinical trials of the effects of medical-grade cannabis on health outcomes of covered veterans diagnosed with, here it is, chronic pain and those diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. That's great. Isn't that great? Yes, that's really great. So requires them to do this. Good. And then we'll read other things, how the effects, well, that'll translate over to veterans from a legal or, or entry into any programs. But... Um, well, because I think they have a real issue going on. There's a real issue. Oh, yeah. I hope with this opiates. passes quickly because yeah. if it doesn't, 
Um, and it does have a high pass rate uh, because the longer they spread on this, the longer our veterans, especially our war veterans, have to sit around and, and just languish over this complex well, place. Well, yeah, because uh, so this doesn't even, this just allows or, or, or tells them to go and make the study. Well, we all know studies don't, they, they take a while. Yeah, they do, right? So you're and under this bill, if you're participating, it doesn't in, in, a, in a study that has no effect on your eligibility good. on anything else. Great, good. All right, let's move over to how about uh, another one in the House of Representatives, twenty nine thirty two two nine three two Veteran Cares Act, the Veterans Cares Act or Care Act. This bill requires the Department of Veteran Affairs to conduct and support research on the efficacy and safety of certain forms of cannabis and cannabis delivered and cannabis delivery for veterans enrolled in the VA healthcare system and diagnosed with conditions such as chronic pain and post-traumatic stress disorder. So not only research, but literally got to move it all the way to its efficacy so that it can start getting administered. Good. Which is, again, these are steps. Yeah. Uh, how about the Senate Bill 1183, Veterans Medical Marijuana Safe Harbor Act? The, Mar the Veterans Medical Marijuana Safe Harbor Act. you got to admit, this is probably something that allows those who are using not to be removed from the system. All right, let's read this. This bill provides guidance related to veterans and medical marijuana that shall be effective for five years. Specifically, the bill authorized veterans to use, possess, and transport. Uh, also, vet, uh, I'm just going to short-term these things. Uh, Department of Veteran Affairs physicians to discuss with veterans. So that's two. And then, let's see here, three. Uh, VA physical to recommend complete forms for registration of veterans to participate in medical marijuana and medical marijuana-related programs. Okay? That's so the great. physician's involved. Yeah. The veteran is not going to be challenged by medical marijuana if prescribed no longer will be an issue um well i'm not even going to say that because it says it says specifically the bill authorizes a veteran to use possess and transport medical marijuana in accordance with applicable state and native tribal law yeah so if the state says you can have cannabis Veteran Affairs will not be removed from their medications, will not be kicked out of programs because they're in possession or they're using marijuana. It says it, you know, right there. clear. Yeah. So I, I'll say that again. So in this particular Senate Bill 1183, if you're using marijuana and you're in a state where it is legal, either medically, which means you got to go get your prescription or you got to get your card, or recreationally, if you're in possession or using, you're not going to get booted out of programs with the VA. All right. Then we got the Safe, safe Harbor Act. That kind of makes sense. Huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, and let me see here. You know, I'm just, I, I just had a thought. I, I think there's going to be a lot of physicians. I mean, if all these bills go, go, go anywhere, there's going to be a lot of physicians that need to go do Dirty. some sort of training. <laughs> yeah. Because they are probably, this didn't, was not coming up in medical school. These, oh, no, these, no, no, no. This is a whole yep, new yep, yep. drug to everybody, even though it's been there forever and it's not a new drug to some people, but physicians to yeah. prescribe it. Yeah, and this is all AMA's deal. AMA anticipates it's all coming, but they're still tied. 
Yeah. They're still tied because it's still schedule. Right. It's still in schedule. So they're tied. Uh, but they, if, if you've noticed, when we spoke about this later last year, in the, in the later part of last year, yeah. we recognized that AMA had taken a step and they now released the physicians uh, so that they now can discuss with clients. Uh, they can participate in studies, but they cannot prescribe. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Prescri right. Prescribing it through their office is still uh, something AMA is not willing to address, or at least that's my understanding of it right now. Right. Okay. And so, who prescribes Marinol? Marinol is a uh, is a um, pharmaceutical. Oh, okay. And so physicians they can do that. are ca are capable of writing prescriptions for pharmaceuticals. Okay. okay? Gotcha. Great question, though. Good clarity between the difference. Right. Remember. Uh, CBD products and medical marijuana products are not classified as pharmaceuticals. Uh, they're in this gray area. They're not dietary supplements. So your doctor can't just say, hey, go take some vitamin C, you know, and that'll help this condition for you. That's what they would do as a dietary supplement. And once cannabis moves over to a dietary supplement, that's what they will do. Yeah. But it's not a pharmaceutical, so they can't write you a script for it. So they're in this gray area. I can't really do anything other than what AMA has said they could do, which is you can discuss it, you can participate in, in uh, studies and so forth. Do you think there'll be a day where there's like actually a like flower at a pharmacy, like a regular pharmacy? I don't know. I don't know. See, that doesn't make sense to me because flower is not... So that healthy, you would think that they would go the to the version of the right. So yeah. they would just go to the oils. The yeah. pharmacies would go to the oils, yeah. the capsules, those yeah. types of situations. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's keep going. Then uh, we have veterans can cannabis use for Safe Harbor Act. Wait, wait. Did I veterans? Can uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. So we have two of these. One bill that's in the Senate is for veterans medical marijuana use and the other bill is in the house already and it is veterans cannabis use for safe healing act okay let's read that veterans cannabis veterans can use cannabis safe oh well without without okay anyway let me read this the bill prohibits the department of veteran affairs from denying a veteran any va benefits due to participating in a state approved marijuana program Okay. So For veterans participating in these approved programs, the VA must ensure its health care provider discuss marijuana use with such veterans and adjust treatment plans accordingly and to record such use of the veterans' medical records. Okay. Mm -hmm. So under this bill, the VA shall authorize physicians and other VA health care providers to provide recommendations to veterans who are registered, uh, residents of the state with approved programs. So veterans, so it, this bill passes, they are then capable of prescribing. In this particular instance, they are capable of prescribing to the veterans any a cannabis product and a cannabis program. Yeah. Without I, any I, can't, I still can't believe that, you know, this is still not a thing. <laughs> right. Like it's, yeah. But remember early on, uh, so if, if you can just kind of embrace or accept that uh, laws. They, I know, just, but it's just big. It's clunky. How long have we been in the CBD world? Is it four? Yeah, five, four yeah. years. Yeah, five. Yeah, five years. Twenty-five years, I think. <laughs> Twenty-five years. <laughs> but I mean, that's a long time to. I mean, I, I, I'm fine. I'm yeah. done. Yeah, you're done, huh? Okay, let's talk about immigration. Okay. I, by the way, congratulations, VA. I know this is going to happen quick. Yeah. Veterans. I would I hope that that one goes much faster than, well, I mean, I want the businesses too, yeah. yes. 
So immigration, I had asked Ed, I'm like, what, what does all of this have to do with cannabis? Right. Now, this is just legal red tape. Yeah. You have to get these T's crossed and these I's dotted. Now, if you are someone who is here under a visas or visa or you have already gotten your residency and you're concerned uh, or you've been denied your residency, your, you know, your, your status here in the United States because of a violation related to cannabis, mm-hmm. you would want to be interested in this information. Okay, see, that's where I was wondering, yeah. why, why is this a thing? If you've passed all the conditions, but you got busted for marijuana and your status has been revoked and you had to haul your family back to the country where you came from, you'll want to hear this message. Yeah. <laughs> These bills all affect you. I'm going to run through them because they're all very similar. But again, it's an example how they had to cross each one of the issues one at a time, even though they sound super similar. Okay, in the House, there is the American Dream and Promise Act of 2021. What a colorful name for a bill. Mm-hmm. This bill provides certain aliens with a path to receive payment residence status and contain other immigration-related provisions because of the decriminalization of marijuana. Okay. So if they were somehow denied any of this because of, of marijuana use or any cannabis use, uh, that could that will now be reversed. Uh, and then whatever they were attempting to grant, get it. Yeah. Uh, in the Senate, 747, Citizenship for Essential Worker Workers Act. Because some people are here for one reason or another. This is the Essential Workers Act. So the bills established a mechanism for Eligible aliens who work as essential workers during the COVID-19 uh, in 2009 to apply for and obtain permanent resident status. This bill also narrows certain grounds for deportability and inadmissibility. So again. All related to the decriminalization of cannabis. Yeah. Again, if you are having a struggle with this and you were part of the essential worker group, during the coronavirus, and you're probably going, crap, I got to go, I got to go. Well, the reality is, watch this bill, because that'll change things for you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, then we go, uh, in the House is Citizenship for Essential Worker Act. Again, this bill established mechanism eligible aliens who worked. uh, Again, 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 again. So same thing, uh, but it's in the House already. I'm sorry, I should have removed one of those. If it's in the House, I didn't need to really talk about the one in the Senate. (laughs) Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, How about the U.S. Citizenship Act? This is in the House, so and it redefines for immigration purposes the term conviction to exclude convictions that have been expunged. Now, that was an important reflection, and that's all. But any of you who heard that and recognized it, then that's the bill you want to watch out for. Well, I, and I think it, it uh, maybe we went over this a little bit last week. Uh, if you've been if you've been charged with a marijuana crime, n- now and it's been expunged. It's been expunged. Well, they're going to reverse that. Yeah. Right. But how that's far not an along in the item anymore? Right. How long in the in the uh, <laughs> How long does it take to go through expungement? Oh there's my go- goodness! You know, in Arizona you know alone, yeah. wow! Here we go. We got Miss Legal here. No. Millions. Right. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Okay, and then we have um, in the House American Right 
to Family Act. Again, I thought this was a little bit similar to the American Dream and Promise Act. So again, I'll say this again, it's the House uh, 1435 American Right to Family Act. This bill requires the cancellation of removal and adjustment of status for an alien parent or spouse who meets certain criteria. Again, this is an eligibility thing or the cancellation of a removal status because of a conviction related to cannabis. Oh, okay. So uh, a lot of these have, like the very first one, the American Dream and Promise Act of 2021, which is really going to create the, what do they call that? The, uh, pre, uh, the um, it's just going to lay the groundwork for everything else. Mm -hmm. And it has a high chance of passing. And the rest of these all have reasonable chances. So, But I think uh, that first one is, is the biggest one. Yeah. Once that one's passed, uh, then the rest will just will be easy to sign off. Yeah, because you don't think about when you start legalizing a drug that people are like literally in prison for for like three strikes. That we had the three strike here in Arizona. It just and it didn't even matter. Well, let's talk about this a little bit. It is a big problem, isn't it? Because we have the expense yeah. of all of those that we are we're paying for them to be kept in these prison systems. Uh, we paid for them the to get arrested. Officer, we paid the for the probation officer. Oh my goodness! The, this cost after cost yes. after cost. The attorneys, but now I'm sure they have a whole another section they had to develop it, to get it all expunged. And in, and and now and that did not stop there. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week. How about the marginalization mm -hmm. of such a large segment of our population that could be so productive that could be that could be so much potential in that many minds but no instead they are declined uh, the the normal services that are open to the rest of us like like healthcare and education and funding a lot of those when you are a marginalized group in our population those things you don't have access to anymore yeah and cannabis use uh, has been already shown to have done that. Yeah. And the, the system, the current law uh, that is in place, uh, the drug, uh, the drug uh, program that's in place also has already demonstrated that that's happening. So we already know that's an absolute. So there are a couple bills in the House that deal with that, and I thought that was pretty cool. One in the House is called 3617, and it is to decriminalize and deschedule cannabis to provide for the reinvestment in certain persons adversely impacted by the war on drugs. Mm -hmm. Literally says that. Yeah. Now what's the what's the what's the probability of that one? In this particular one they did not share that. It was introduced recently, May twenty oh. eighth. Okay. So fairly new bill. Maybe when it's that new they don't have a prognosis yet, is okay. my guess. But hey, big though, right? Yeah. Very yeah. big. So decriminalization of and really focusing in on this is this this is the impact to our economy and to the marginalization of very large slices of our of our group. And hey, if you are part of the cannabis group you know you got you're in the 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 penal system because of cannabis dude you're not a huge threat you're not really? a threat aren't you no. right are you this a threat this is not why we built prisons but wow you're standing next to the person that has been on crack for you know 18 years or opiates yeah, heroin my goodness so uh, so i love this i hope it gets through quickly 
Uh, and then we had the, uh, and again in the House, the H.R. 2068, uh, the Claim Act. States have increasingly legalized recreational or at least medical marijuana, including such high population states as California and New York, you know, plus a bunch of others. However, the drug remains illegal on a federal level. Yeah. Now, what they're talking about, the drug, they're talking about the marijuana side of cannabis. Right, not the All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it still remains illegal. So what the heck? <laughs> right? So what a comp, that's that gray zone that's already been there. I'm just kind of painting the picture. And I know we're getting just a small s- snippet of all the, the whole bill because I know they're long and extremely boring. Is there a threshold? Is there a, like, you, do they, like, if you have this much, you're okay. But, I mean, once you move into the for sale side, that's well, a whole different world than again, just the possession side. Right, right. Well, it, yes, yes, it is that. But remember, the other conflicting thing is remember, states can can conduct their own right. uh, laws too. Well, let me finish with this statement. So, you know, so it, it, it says, however, the drug remains illegal in federal uh, it, on a federal level. While the House in 2020 passed the Moore Act, which we discussed last year, to legalize marijuana, on a largely party line, a party line vote, it never received a vote from the then Republican-controlled Senate. So it is in this still fairly it's a gray area, which could be could be bring a lot of complications. Yeah. To you personally, to business transactions, to a lot of things. So. Hey. So, uh, but it did say, uh, yeah, further, it did say, so far the federal government has largely declined to prosecute, prosecute marijuana businesses, users, or possessions in states which have legalized it. It may, Attorney General Merrick Garland confirmed, that possession would continue under the Biden administration. So this, this preference of they're going to decline to do anything if you're in possession or you're operating a business would continue through the Biden administration. Still sounds like it needs to get wrapped up quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says, nevertheless, institutions that may want to do business with the state legal marijuana companies, such as banks and insurers, remain wary. Boom. So refer back to our initial conversation about business. Yeah, so yeah. you got banks going, hmm, I could get in trouble. Hmm. I'm just going to hang on to what I have. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame the banks because, I mean, nobody wants to be, again, on that, what do you want to say, tightrope? Am I going to get pushed off this in a minute or am I not? I think I'm just going to stay here on the ground level. I know I could get a lot more and do a lot more business, but I'm going to keep it safe. Now, if you think about this, so not only do you have, and and this is what commonly happened too, they're stacking bills. Mm -hmm. This one passes, this one doesn't pass, they're still going to get the same damn outcome. Yeah. Which is why there's thousands of them. And this is an example of one. So this HR 2068 Claim Act, uh, which again, uh, helps to move this off the schedule and decriminalize it so banks don't have to be held liability. But then if you remember our earlier conversation, we talked about the, we talked about the, do-do-do-do-do, where is it at? Do-do, ah, the House 1996 Safe Banking Act. So, which again, is designed to do the same thing. Yeah. So here you got two competing bills all, you know, in case one doesn't get there and the other one does. It's it's all working out, all kind of in the same favor. They got to have some department that yeah. says, okay, wait, this one is the same as this one. 
before they send it up, right? right? There's right. got to be like a, you know, like a legal assistant <laughs> that yeah. goes, okay, you don't need to see this, you need to see this. Well, there's a lot of good news here on all four of these fronts. I'm going to stay on this one, the general population. If you've had a conviction of marijuana, it's coming. It is going to get solved for you, so you might as well start taking advantage and get a jump. Because, by the way, if they expunge, if they release this, and 22 million people are all freed from whatever restriction a cannabis... Uh, a cannabis you know, conviction. incarceration or conviction would have done, wow, you guys are all going to jump into the market about the same time. Yeah. So if you want, if you want, I, I'm a good coach, you know, I coach lots of sports. And I, if you want coaching on this, jump, figure it now, solve it now. Go get yourself back into this very aggressive position of going back into the market and taking what's yours, whether that's employment, whether that's run, uh, starting your own business or whatever it is, schooling, go take it. Yeah. And start preparing now because that absolutely will happen. If you found that you have been marginalized, well, you will be unmarginalized now. You, it'll be you that needs to get up, get out, and take it. Don't wait. Don't wait. Wait. You're going to be in line with everybody else. I hate that. It's really it's it's great, and I I don't know if they are going a little bit further with the expungement. Like, is it yeah. off your record, or is it still there but expunged? No, they're I talking mean, about it. it. It's not. It, it won't even be recognized. You won't be allowed to use it. But I think to make decisions. You so if you it, yeah. let's say you had a new hire and you went to go look up their criminal background. Hopefully, it's it, just gone. It, hopefully, yeah. it's just I, gone. I'm, I'm, yeah. And even if it's not gone yet, a lot of these bills are not allowing you to use it. Mm -hmm. And if you do, then you can be cited and brought up on charge, brought up yeah. uh, civilly for a violation. Anyway, and then I want to, uh, I'm just going backwards here real quick. If you're in that immigration status, man, hey, get ready. It's going to change for you. Keep an eye on things. I know you may not have access, but find access because these bills will help you. If you have friends in that place, yeah. I'd, I'd start talking. Uh, how about we go to our VAs? VAs. I, I, I hate to say, I'm sorry, it's, it's taken this long. I know. Uh, it kind of sounds like we're all just telling everybody to hold on. I know. Again. I, we say that so many times. We said we? it last year. Aye, aye, aye. And everywhere in this industry, we're constantly making that same claim. It, you know, as soon as. Yeah. Yeah. And we say it was lots of enthusiasm. <laughs> but it just doesn't. That sweep. You know that sweep we talked about earlier? Oh yeah. That's, my uh, God. That usually follows the uh, as soon as. And then, whoo, ow, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's and go And the back. business people, same. Love. Business people are carving the way. And I'm a little biased, I know. But your hands are going to be untied. Get ready. Investors, get ready. It's going to be a windfall for you. I, I know. Now I'm not, I'm not, I'm making suggestions. I'm sharing my opinion. But yeah, investors, going to be a windfall. Entrepreneurs, go get it. But practice ethics. Yeah, come on, be safe. It's still yeah. the people. It's still so I your mean, brothers you, and sisters are out there. You gotta have a heart. <laughs> and if you make crappy CBD, you're not doing anybody right. any good, and you're not gonna last. So. All right. Okay, we got a wrap for this show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope we did a good job making this a little entertaining. <laughs> but that's all the time we have. So. Thank you, Kim, for being a part of this show. Next sure. show, we are going to have CBD for your pets, and we're going to talk about that THC concern and hopefully have a professional with us to kind of collaborate some of our findings. So if you have a pet 
and you want them to use a full hemp product, that includes all cannabinoids, we'll try to give you some knowledge so that you can make a good decision there. So yes. that's a wrap for today's episode on the CBD Show. Thank you for listening. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Have a good week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.